What's up, Parkies? Welcome to another career podcast for spring 2021. This podcast is part of the Park Forum series, a virtual professional development event that will make new connections, spark insights, and build momentum for our shared interests in communications, done in coalition with We Are Next. I'm your host, Julia Batista, and today I'm joined with Natalia Joyella, who's a paralegal at a personal injury firm in Brooklyn, New York. Natalia is a 2017 Park alum, and during her time at IC, she majored in culture and communications and minored in politics. Natalia has some great stuff to share with us today. Thank you for joining me on this podcast today, Natalia. I hope that you're doing well. Um, how are you? I'm good. Um, it's so nice to talk to someone that's actually not working in a marketing role because I go to school with the intention of going into a marketing role, but I think a lot of people, they don't realize that the skills that you get from marketing or communications positions are easily translatable into other positions. And that's why I'm so happy to talk to you today. No, I completely understand. I do have marketing experience, but uh, I'm actually in the legal field now. So that's exactly why I'm going to talk to you. But um, so, yeah, tell me a little bit about what you do at your job. So I'm paralegal for a Spanish speaking uh, personal injury attorney. So that includes car accidents uh, and includes slip and falls, medical malpractice, construction accidents. And I work for her in Brooklyn. Um, so she's a sole practitioner and I help her draft correspondence and pleadings and do administrative assistant work, which includes filing uh, legal documents that are pertinent to various cases that um, we're working on. Can you describe to me, like, what is your day-to-day routine like? Uh, my day-to-day routine, I uh, am part-time paralegal, so I work three days a week. Um, and my hours vary from starting at 11 in the morning to could be five or six, maybe the earliest at four. Depends on what we have for the day. But that usually consists of me drafting pleadings and drafting special letters to companies like insurance companies or other lawyers. And it includes as well filing various legal documents and scanning the documents into our system so that we have a backup of all our files, not just on paper. Um, and so I do that on a, on a daily basis. I didn't know that you worked part-time as a paralegal. So what do you do with the rest of your time during the week? I am actually currently studying for the LSATs because I want to go to law school. And uh, I take them in April of this year. So that's only one day. Then the, the next day is only 70 minutes, but it's, it's one exam split into two parts. But I actually like working part-time as paralegal because I'm learning a ton, um, much more than I've ever have. I've learned how to help authorize, authorize uh, HIPAA forms and um, draft special letters and help draft correspondence and learn exactly how to file things properly and um, do research as well. Um, so it, I learned everything new every day. It's a lot of, uh, of work. So even though it's part-time, it's a lot of work and it's nice to be able to have like a couple of days off where I can study and my dad's been helping me out too with the studying. So it's great because he's a lawyer as well. So you're, you would say that your ultimate goal is to become a lawyer. Wow. See, that's like, you don't get people 
like switching up their disciplines that often and especially from like I think and a lot of people realize switching from communications to legal is such a big jump and so I'm really interested in hearing like what was the path that led you up to deciding that you wanted to be a lawyer after going to school for communications? Well, I wanted to be a lawyer since I was six years old. I saw my father in the courtroom as a trial attorney. He's a criminal defense attorney and uh, does civil litigation as well. And um, I saw him really building relationships with clients and seeing how he commanded a room so well. He got the attention of uh, both sides, both opposing and uh, this side that he was advocating for. And I really admired him for being a great orator, for being a great arguer, and for being able to build relationships with his clients and have friendships with his clients and get them the justice that they deserve and really fight for them. And I really admired that. And then my mom's a writer as well. And she taught me from a very young age how to write, which pulled the two together. Uh, it does help with the wanting to be a lawyer. And uh, so I think their career paths helped me move towards mine. And um, I have your experience. And I've done multiple in college. I went from having multiple interests in broadcasting to marketing. And then I circled back to law. Um, but all those experiences have helped me realize that I actually really want to continue my dream of being a lawyer. Um, so, and I think everything that I did, I did for a reason. I like to think so, at least. And I know that you just talked about your parents a little bit. Can you tell me where you're from as a back, some background? Yeah, so I'm half Japanese and half Bengali. Uh, I was adopted when I was four months old from Japan. I don't speak the language at all. Um, in fact, I speak very little Spanish. And the reason is because I have a lot of uh, Spanish-speaking friends and um now I work for a Spanish speaking attorney. So uh, I love uh, Japanese food and, and then the culture, of course, but uh, I wish I spoke the language. Yeah. Um, it's funny because I'm half Puerto Rican and I'm half Chinese and I know how to speak Spanish because I lived in Puerto Rico for four years, but I don't know how to speak Chinese. And every time my grandparents ask me, they're like, when are you going to learn how to speak Chinese? I'm like, I don't know because I'm really old now and it's going to be hard, but you know, that I kind of relate to your story in the way that it sucks not to know how to speak your language, but I really, and I really want to go back because I don't, I was four months old, so I don't know anything about, um, you know, Tokyo where I'm from. And, um, I wish I did, I just hear and see about it in movies and I'm a huge fan of Japanese directors. I love Kurosawa and I love, uh, Studio Ghibli films. I had an obs- I have a obs- an, um, recent obsession with the uh, Studio Ghibli, and I love watching it. But you know, that's that's the extent. Yeah, I, I think we're going off the rails a little here. But I was just gonna say that the Studio Ghibli films made up a lot of my childhood too. <laughs> so <laughs> I just wanted to say that as a side note. But um, to talk about your career choice. Um, I know that you majored in culture and communication at Ithaca College. So I first wanted to ask you, why did you choose Ithaca? And then why did you major in culture and communications? Well, I choose Ithaca because they have a great communications um, 
program and one of the best in the country, in fact. And I knew that's what I wanted to go to school for as because I was thinking about becoming a lawyer um, or at least pursuing something in the communications field. Um, and I knew that communicating with people in general is a huge part of all careers. And um, when I was looking at, at different schools, I hopped on uh, the culture and communications major, which is major that no other school really offered. And no other school really offered the exploratory program. You know, they say it's undeclared, but with exploratory at Ithaca, which is originally what I went in for as a freshman. Um, and the reason was you could take a lot of different courses and figure out that way. Uh, what you wanted, and you could do that for two years. I think I did it for a year and a half before declaring culture and communications. So I was very lucky, and it, that major also allowed me to take a lot of other different courses, not just communication-based courses. I was going to say, so you got like your hands in pretty much anything that you could before you chose culture and communications. A lot of uh, English course at the beginning, because actually I was uh, an English major for uh, a minute and a half. Um, but that was between me wanting to be exploratory um, after that, because I realized I, as much as I loved reading, I did not want to do it for all four years of college. It was just too much um, on a day-to-day on a -day basis. I wanted to try my hand at different things. And um so I looked at communications and took a lot of communications-based courses. I even took art history courses. I took a religion course that really changed my life because um, I had a great professor and I just learned a lot. And um, took psychology courses as well. And the course the requirements, I, I had the IC that everyone complains about uh, requirements as well thrown into my major. So... Uh, I enjoyed every single course that I took. I've never actually heard of the culture and communications major. I'm not sure if we still have it. I don't want to say that we don't and then mislead our listeners. But um, what would you say was the best thing that you took away from the major that you still find useful today? Yeah, I can agree with that. I'm I'm an integrated marketing communications major and we still have to take like these business courses that require us to speak in front of audiences and to write up speeches before we um, 
give those presentations and to me i mean although although they were like you have to get used to this on a week on a weekly basis because this is what you'll be doing in your job in the future you know you don't really believe that until you have to do it every week in school so you know i still get stage fright today even as a junior and um so for you, it's probably so important to get over that stage for it because you have to talk in front of a jury as a lawyer all of the time. So yeah, I can see why you took away that part of the major the most. Yeah, and the other part of the is I, I took, like I had was language was a requirement for my major as well as declaring a minor. And um, I actually, my minor, I originally wanted to become a major as a politics minor. And uh, my dad, it was also a politics major and back in college. And he was actually telling me everyone's a politics major. Everyone is going to declare that as a lawyer, if not legal studies, because that's what they offer. Set yourself apart. Um, you know, look good for law school applications in the future and just look at in general. And you'll learn how to speak in this major and you can take a variety of other courses, which it but a lot of schools don't offer. You could still, you know, minor in politics. And um, it's exactly what I did. And I'm very thankful that I did that today and that I was able to find that major. Um, but the, the language definitely was still daunting. I think it comes back to my stage fright of, I took Italian for two years and I came out not knowing a single thing afterwards. I wish I did. Uh, apparently my Spanish uh, skills stuck with me much better, but um, it was a good learning experience. Yeah, I was going to ask, what's it like working for a Spanish-speaking firm? Um, I love it. It's not something I actually expected to have to you know, also worry about, which was... Um, continuing to speak up my, my Spanish speaking um, skills, but I'm really glad and really fortunate that I did and that I was given this opportunity because I have, I look at this every opportunity within as an advantage and um, I take advantage of the fact that I have Spanish speaking friends that can help me out, that there's course online that like I do at night to help me out. And I always have wanted to be bilingual in Spanish because I've been speaking it um, um, not for years, starting in high school until when I took that for three years. So um, I really like working for a bilingual woman, actually, also. so That is pretty cool. I didn't know that they had law firms that were specifically like English-speaking or Spanish-speaking, so it's cool to know that that exists, especially in the city, because a lot of there's a lot of people that speak Spanish there and don't know how to speak English, and so that's super helpful and awesome to know that you guys offer those services strictly in Spanish sometimes. That's why I'm very fortunate and extremely grateful and, and happy to be working there because like you said, it is rare, especially here. You either get the people that speak uh, bilingual and they're good, but they don't pursue that outside of anywhere really. Um, you know, besides maybe speaking to friends, you don't have to, you know, always worry about, um, you know, studying a different language at night and having to, you know, worry about how do I speak to clients and relate to them if I'm only conversational in Spanish or, you know, my boss is fluent, you know, um, 
it's a challenge, but I love it. And it's, it's a great challenge. That's cool. It's an, an advantage and it's an opportunity and I'm very grateful to have it. So, Yeah, for sure. People always talk about how important it is to retain the Spanish speaking skills that you get from high school. But honestly, I don't think anyone's ever taken that advice. And so I think coming from a person like you, people that are listening to this are going to be like, damn, you know, people are right. I should really retain those Spanish words, even though like I know just a few, like you would never know when you'll need to use them, especially if you're applying for a job and they're saying that, you know, a few words, you know how to communicate verbally here and there. Like that's still a plus. It is. It's definitely, I recommend highly at least kind of learn a little bit of a language. It, it doesn't have to be necessarily Spanish. I mean, when I was looking at jobs, I would see you need to be bilingual in Chinese or, you know, and it was, you know, you could learn any language really or, and, and a lot of firms now will probably appreciate that because it's a rarity. Uh, did you always think that like com the communication skills that you gained in school were always transferable to a legal position? Yeah, I did. After realizing that I took enough communication-based courses that eventually I realized there's a reason that I had to learn how to write a speech. And there's a reason why I had the course literally called Courtrooms and Communications um, that taught me how to act like a trial attorney and how to speak uh, to a courtroom of people, like how to address a jury and um, how to write as well and as a lawyer. So all these courses, I think, definitely help prepare me to want to be a lawyer. Yeah. I mean, you don't like right now I'm watching Suits. And so it's it's inspired me. Like, I know the show is unrealistic, but it's like the show has inspired me to, you know, like, I want to go to grad school, but I don't know what I want to go to grad school for. So I think that, you know, keeping your options open, knowing that you're studying the thing that you're studying, like it's not, you're not trapped inside the box that people um, say that you're going to be in once you graduate. And so I think that knowing the skills are transferable for some people will be really liberating because some people really don't think they can pursue legal studies after graduating with a bachelor's in communications you you definitely can and um you know you can major in in pretty much anything um you just have to learn how to communicate and, and write well and to um be open to to every opportunity that that comes at you um and things like that and be open to exploring different and new possibilities. So how would you say that you've challenged the expectations of communication students or professionals in general with your career path? Uh, because I've learned to uh, try to figure out how to understand people and, and their different backgrounds and their cultures. And I think it also helps that I traveled and my parents um, made me travel uh, and I enjoyed it. I, I shouldn't say maybe, but it took me with them uh, traveling since I was five years old. So I uh, went, I've been to Italy and I've been to Switzerland and 
for me, that was a privilege, but I learned how other cultures and other people live and how to uh, help figure out how to read people, especially um, when I went to work with my dad, um, like in Ireland or even in uh, New York, and I'd be with him in the courtroom. I learned to read witnesses' faces and learn how to read uh, people and their expressions. And they were not all American. Some of them were of Hispanic origin. And, you know, everyone has different ways of speaking and you just have to learn how to uh, read that and try to understand, you know, where they're from and how they talk and how everyone talks differently. Yeah, I think that's an important thing to touch on because um, we, in my major at least, we really don't talk about how important it is to acknowledge cultural norms that are different than ours, especially if you're from a different country or if someone's from a different country that you're addressing or that you're trying to communicate with. And so uh, we really only just glaze over it and just say, you know, you have to be aware of it. Otherwise, you know, you can really offend someone or miscommunicate and they won't understand what you're saying but um in the instance of reading people of understanding where they're coming from understanding what they're trying to say especially if they're using the same words but using it in a different meaning um i think is really important to understand and acknowledge especially as both a communicator and a lawyer so how would you say i know that i i mean i obviously i took a little peek at your linkedin and i saw that you had other experiences in marketing or communications positions and so how do you think those experiences lended to an advantage in your paralegal position it definitely gave me an advantage because i now have graphic uh, graphic design experience as well so i learned to um use it graphic design programs like adobe InDesign and Photoshop, uh, as well as Adobe Bridge, but that's not entirely, it's more for sorting. Um, yeah. Programs. But, um, I still do it to this day because I come from a family of artists and, and they're creative. And so I embrace my creative side with the marketing and the advertising. And um, I wouldn't say many lawyers have those other qualities, I don't think per se, maybe they do, but um, I, I, I think for me, that gives me a little bit of a, an advantage because I um, still like to do it to this day, but I like to do it for fun and um, I like the autonomy of it, you know, rather than when I did it for a job at J2 Megan, it was, it was great, but uh, I was creating brochures and they had to look and, you know, um, be designed a certain way. That was very, um, very stressed to uh, their requirements that they wanted and stuff like that. So with me, I like to be able to play around with the different effects for like creating my own photos. Cause I took these photos and I wanted to play with them being wild and wacky and unique. Yeah, I agree. I think, yeah, I also love to do graphic design. I mean, I don't know if I'll ever 
be in a position to do that all the time. But I agree. I think outside of a position where they give you specifications about what things you need to do. And then compared to when you do it in your own time, it's like really liberating because you get to do whatever you want. And I think, I mean, even as a lawyer, you never really know if you'll ever have to use that skill. And it's important to diversify your skill set because like I said, you never know when you'll need it. Exactly. I definitely enjoy being able to have diversified my um, my fields. I I told you, I, I think you knew or saw on my LinkedIn, I did some broadcasting experience and I even had a broadcasting reel. Uh, I did radio and um, it did help me and teach me how to speak and slow down and, and think. And it helped me to get over my nerves too. And it was uh, a very interesting experience and one that I'm really glad that I have. Yeah, for sure. I was a journalism major before I switched majors to IMC. And so, um, yeah, I, I also had to do like a few newsreels, I guess you'd say. And speaking to a camera or even speaking to people sometimes, it really does help you slow down when you speak because naturally I'm a fast speaker and people can't understand what I'm saying sometimes. And so right now, like right now, I'm trying to slow down so that people listening can understand what I'm saying. So, you know, it's all practice. So I think that it's cool that you got to have those different experiences that really lend to what you're trying to do in the future. Yeah, no, I'm very thankful that I've had the uh, ability and took the time to um, diversify with skill set. But every skill that I did, I think I did, and it was for a reason. Because there's something I think that made me circle back to wanting to be a lawyer and wanting to really pursue it and be committed to it. But I think that I needed to explore the broadcasting and the marketing and then advertising first to better myself with seeing if I really wanted to be in the creative market the business market or more in the communications market, but struggle. Yeah, I agree. I think that's, I think that's a smart route to take because I think that a lot of people, they go to school and they don't know what to do, but I feel like in your case, you made it work because, you know, you knew that being a lawyer was your North star. And so you ultimately knew what the end game was and you made it happen anyways. Yeah, no, I'm very thankful. I mean, part of me wishes that I didn't figure out that I wanted to be a lawyer at uh, 25 years of age, but um, I'm I'm guess it's good that I figured it out now. And I also learned a lot about myself through each of these experiences too, and like I, what I wanted, which included for marketing and advertising. I liked having the freedom to design how I want what I want. And um, it was hard when there was structure. I mean, I could do it, but you know, it, it just it just didn't get fun after a bit of having to worry about does this look right compared to the original copy? Because sometimes I would have to uh, design, but make the original copy uh, even better and a little bit more updated. Um, you know, is to make sure that some of the uh, information on it was now updated, but still looked similar to old copy. And when I did have my own, I, I got interested in 
photography. So I would go out and take photos of landscapes or my family or friends and juxtapose them with other images that I took. And I couldn't do that with when I wanted to create a brochure. Even when I took courses and I took them at Hunter and um, I did not like the fast pace and the, the deadlines of making sure that everything was right and I followed step by step. It wasn't easy for me, especially in the courses where you're like having to do um, control plus and a thousand other different things. And I looked like that one thing on the screen. <laughs> wow. Wow. How was going to school at Hunter anyways? It was good. I took some courses there and marketing. And then I took some during the summer because I literally lived five minutes away from Hunter. So it made sense when I needed to take summer courses. And since the credits could transfer in from Hunter to Ithaca, it worked out great. So I took politics courses there. I took a human rights course, actually, uh, one of them. And I took a psychology course. And it was interesting to uh, learn from two different uh, colleges and how they taught. And I'm just really glad that um, I had those experiences. Yeah, it seems like you got a lot of education. <laughs> yeah, I got a, I had a decent amount. Uh, and now I'm trying to get <laughs> go to grad school and get even more. I know. I mean, like if you're a learner, you know, there's really no limit to what you can learn. Uh, I still take a Spanish speaking course at night on top of the part time job and the studying for the LSATs, which granted is only a temporary thing. So probably next month, unless I have to take it again. But keeping up with Spanish speaking course, you know, I'll probably always want to do that and it'll probably always be there for me to do it. So it's good. It is good. It's good to dedicate yourself to something that makes you grow. So my closing question of our conversation is what's your advice to communication students who want to pursue a career path similar to yours? Um, I would take every opportunity that you're given and look at it as an advantage, but you know, don't um, get discouraged either. Pursue what you like to don't get discouraged yeah, I think that sums up pretty much a lot of what you were saying today. You really knew what you wanted to do and you weren't discouraged. I mean, you wanted to try out different things and you still knew what you wanted to do. So I think that that for me is what I took away from this conversation. If I ever wanted to pursue a career like yours. Well, thank you for joining me, Natalia. It was really nice to speak to you. Good speaking with you as well. As we continue these podcasts, we'd love to know what communication professionals you'd want to hear more about. This podcast was created in coalition with the Park Professional Development Office, and we are next for the Park Forum series. We Are Next is an organization dedicated to providing open resources to students and junior talent looking to work in the marketing and advertising fields. Email me, Julia Batista, at jbatista at ithaca.edu if you have any questions regarding We Are Next or future suggestions for speakers on the podcast. You can also contact Savannah Dames, my co-host in the Park Podcasts, at sdames at ithaca.edu for speaker suggestions as well. Until next time, Parkies. The Park Career Podcast Series is a production of the Career Development Office at the Roy H. Park School of Communications at Ithaca College. This podcast is co-hosted by me, Julia Batista, and Savannah Dames, and produced by Teddy Byrne. The Park Career Podcast Series is copyright 2021, Ithaca College, all rights reserved.